Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Hue Capital Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jaleesa Juju Fontaine. I just want to thank you all once again for tuning into my baby, Hue Capital. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you all to influential black and brown leaders, innovators, and founders as we dissect the intersection of business, tech, and culture across numerous industries. Through this podcast, not only will you be introduced to insights surrounding building the relationships, skill, and industry knowledge necessary to develop a career that suits your passion, but you will also gain a sense of what it means to build and or create a business that makes social impact and generates revenue. To my amazing community of career transitioners, job seekers, and founders, I got you. After becoming the first black woman to serve as student government president at SUNY Albany and also experiencing my own career transition in 2019 from pursuing medicine into digital health and corporate wellness, I have witnessed the career struggles of young professionals firsthand. With that, I am prepared to leverage my platforms to set you up for success. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in to the third episode of the Hugh Capital Podcast with yours truly, Jaleesa Juju Fontaine. So you can say hi, Miss Nilla. Um, so once again, um, I'm so happy and enthused to actually be introducing you all to someone who I hold dear to my heart. Um, this lovely lady is someone who I actually work with and collaborate with. She has actually taught me so much about the health and media space. So I just knew that she was someone that I had to introduce to you all as well. So before she even gets the chance to introduce herself, I, of course, have to start because, well, duh, I have to. <laughs> um, so really quickly, uh, Nurse Noel is a health professional. Um, slash RN with a primary focus in ICU, trauma, and ER for over 23 years, as well as a professional writer with over 25 years experience. She has proudly merged her two loves for health and entertainment to create the very career that she has right now. Nurse Noel has recently transitioned into corporate and sports health. So Nurse Noel, the show is yours. Let them know who you are. Talk a little bit about yourself. Oh, talk a little more. Wow. Don't <laughs> <laughs> be nervous, imagine. Uh, I know. Nervous. All right, good morning. Hi, Juju. Jaleesa, which I call Jaleesa. <laughs> um, thank you for having me on. I am Nurse Noel, and uh, I am a nurse. I am a nurse for 24 years. It's been 24 years. This year, I think it makes 25. I don't know. I stopped counting. Um, but I've always worked in the, I've always been a nurse and I've always been in the entertainment arena. I, I used to write music. So I, um, and I used to write screenplays and I used to write for magazines and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to merge the, I didn't want to, I merged the two. Mm -hmm. It was suggested to me that I merged the two and a friend, a good friend of mine, Beth, Bebby Smith, told me that I need to merge the two and I did. And now I have sports health and health entertainment yeah. and corporate health. And corporate so. health, don't forget that, exactly. And I think the greatest part about, you know, you and what you do and your trajectory is, mm -hmm. you know, when we're taught about, you know, jumping into healthcare, for someone like myself who used to be interested in becoming a physician, for example, we're always taught that you have to go on this very linear journey. Mm -hmm. You get your degree, you apply for the job, you get the job, and you spend the next 60 years doing just that. But in reality, there's people like yourself who are able to kind of say, listen, 
I love healthcare. I love treating patients, but there is still something else that I can be doing that also fulfills my personal interests, but can mm -hmm. also cater to the very same patients that I care about. Right. So my first question to you would be a little bit on kind of giving us some insight into how you even got into the nursing field first. Oh, jump there. Mm -hmm. let's take it back. Okay. Take it back to when I was little and I used to see my mom with the white uniform and she was just, it's just white crisp uniform with her little dress and her shoes, her white stockings. And I used to go with her to work and I fell in love with the profession. So I fell in love with my mom first, mm -hmm. of course, but I fell in love with her giving spirit and her, her spirit of wanting to help others. And, um, so I, yeah, I decided to do, to, to, um, just when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a nurse. I want to help people. I want to be able to put a smile on people's face like my mom. So um, I went into nursing straight out of high school, went to college, did the nursing um, and biology. Did um, do mm -hmm. a degree. And then I, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, yeah, it was cool. I, um, I became a nurse at a very, very young age. I think I was young. <laughs> wow, you can't tell us the number. That's crazy. <laughs> I think I was young. It's all but good. <laughs> I graduated when I was, I graduated high school when I was 16. So it was oh. easy to just, yeah, I graduated when I was 16. So I went straight to college mm -hmm. and that was it. And I, um, you know, did the whole undergrad, grad, post-grad and, but I always was in entertainment, always. Mm -hmm. I was in my twenties. I still did. I still wrote, I played the piano. I transcribed music for um, a major record label. And I decided, um, not I decided, when my fiance died, uh, 2011, somebody suggested that I merge the two, the two um, health and mm -hmm. entertainment, which I thought was so whack because- How could you think that? You're doing it, that's crazy. It was so whack because health was scrubs, no makeup, glasses, no hair, and then entertainment was like fly, mm -hmm. six inch heels, mm -hmm. you know, legs for days, beat face, hair, mm -hmm. you know, hair done. It was like two, two different, different lives. lives, literally two different lives. Yeah, so to merge the two and to actually start doing, I started doing with um, red carpets. So that was cool. So give me, give me a sense of how did people react when you told them that you planned on actually merging the two? So even for yourself, you thought the idea was kind of whack, right? But you yeah. did, right? So how did mm -hmm. people take that? How did they interpret that? They didn't. So they, I, mm -hmm. I strictly was right. I didn't tell anyone. I started writing for Heart and Soul magazine. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Anita Kopatz, who um, gave me my first job writing mm -hmm. for them. Um, well, actually my second job, my first job was to Spike Lee and his wife working for Healthy You Now. And then I decided to, do, and then I went to Heart and Soul and I said, you know what, let me do um, red carpets. So let me get on the red carpet and let me get the interviews that people wanna hear, but let me talk about health. Instead yeah. of what are you wearing and what's your next project? I wanna know, so did you get your breast examines this, um, in October or it's prostate cancer month, you know, and interviewing Robert De Niro and he's like, what? Ooh, Robert De Niro, that's exactly. funny. Yeah, so that was like my first major um, interview. And of course he um, he put the fear of God in me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it was, but it, it, it worked out. And then that morphed into, you know, I didn't want to work on a red carpet anymore. I did not want to interview talent. I wanted to be the talent. Be the talent, yep. Mm -hmm. So I started working with the Dr. Oz show 
and Nurse Noel, the brand was born. And um, you know, I'm gonna cut you off there really quickly, right? Cause I need to like my next part of my question. So before we even do that, let's rewind real quick, right? Mm -hmm. So you were talking about living two different lives, right? Where mm -hmm. there's a very glamorous life, which happens to be the nursing life, where you don't mm -hmm. have to get all prepped up and cute to go to work. You're focused on taking care of people and saving their lives. Mm -hmm. But then after that, on the flip side, glasses, extremely glamorous shades, eyelashes done, six inch heels lifestyle, right? So mm -hmm. my question to you would be, did you ever feel like your personality had to go through a switch to represent, you know, these two different lanes? Yes. Okay, what was that like? How did you live this double life, double personality? What was that? In the hospital, you have so much confidence in your ability and in mm -hmm. your mind and in your thinking. So in the other industry, you have confidence in the way you look and mm -hmm. the way you speak and the way you present yourself. So I always walked into the room I was, I was always, I was always confident about my mind, mm -hmm. but I wasn't as confident as the, as my appearance. Mm. Um, yeah. So I wasn't always that confident, even though you would not know it by seeing me because mm -hmm. I walked into the room. I was like, I own this room, but yeah, right. mm -hmm. yeah I still had that, but I still, that was quiet. Anthea. Mm -hmm. Anthea that spoke was like, very shy, very um, timid. And that's why I wrote because I didn't want to be heard. I wanted to be, I didn't want to be seen. I wanted to be heard. I didn't want to be, you know, I wanted people to know what I thought, but I didn't want them. I didn't want to hear them to hear me say it. I kind of get that. So you feel like your mindset and your personality was strongest when you were an RN mm -hmm. you go into that glamor world. It was a little bit like, I'm shy. I'm concerned mm -hmm. about how people will perceive me. Right. At what point did you experience a turnover, right? Where that same confident, intelligent woman who was a nurse started to feel that way about her career in the media space? Like, when did that start to happen? I think when people started um, on, the, on the red carpet. So when I started doing things like the Grammys and the, um, the Emmys and things like that, I think people were, you know, like, oh, they were interested. They wanted to talk. They were like, okay, Wow, yeah, I I did go through a, a bilateral mastectomy. And you know, I remember I was interviewing Christina Applegate about the um BRCA1, BRCA2 gene mutation, where she had the bilateral mastectomy. She had both her breasts cut off. And I was interviewing her and she was just so she wanted to talk so much. Yeah. So like, wow, like you really wanna like you want to talk to me? Yeah. And um about that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and they were they wanted to talk. Even when the handlers were like, come on, come on. They were like, no, I no. want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Because people want to talk about things that really matter. But you know what that kind of tells me too? Mm -hmm. Which is why I think your crossover is so dope. Is because not only are you a healer in the hospital, but you presented yourself to be a healer on a place where people are usually intimidated, right? Celebrities mm -hmm. come on the floor and they're like, they're going to ask me about my boyfriend and my kids and that scandal that happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then there's this woman, right? This nurse Noel lady who's approaching me and she's asking me not about that, but about something that actually matters with my mm -hmm. livelihood. So I think that level of care is like so important. And how did mm -hmm. you feel when they made you feel that way about you? Oh, I felt great. Um, I'm, I'm transparent. as So I talk about my colon cancer. I talk about being sexually assaulted. I talked about be, caring for a, a a, a, you know, death and dying of a parent. Mm -hmm. I talk about um, 
death and dying of a significant other. Like, so I'm very like, this is what happened, you know, because you have to be like that to your patients. But the patients don't want to hear you preaching to them. They want to hear, well, you telling me not to, you telling me to lose weight. I'm telling you, I can't lose 10 pounds. It's like, and I get the struggle. I get the struggle. So, you know, the people love transparency. I agree. Now we can take it back to the Dr. Oswald. So tell us a little bit about like your first like official gig being on like a show, right? Like Dr. Oz was kind of that gateway, right? So describe that whole entire scenery and that experience. Okay. So my first, my first television experience actually was on BET. But talk about that first. Yeah. So I did, um, my girlfriend, Claudia, Claudia Jean is a casting director and she was producing and a producer. She was producing for a show um, that Latoya Luckett was hosting. It was called, um, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. That's all right. I'll remember. I will, I will remember. Um, but it was, it was a good show. It was a lifestyle show, like a, um, entertainment tonight type, you know, access Hollywood type. And I was the health expert on the show and I did a few episodes and we, um, and then that, so, you know, I was feeling a little depressed. I was feeling like, oh my goodness, I just, Gone through a deal where I was um actually BT. I was supposed to be um I was supposed to get a deal with them and I didn't. And I was feeling very depressed and very um down. And I remember my brother calling me and praying with me. And then I want to say two hours later, another girlfriend of mine, um, Sadiqwa, called me and said, Hey, I'm working at the Dr. Oz show. I'm the PA. You know, I'm, a, I'm I just got the job as a PA. We want to have you on. And that was in 2015. Mm. And then I've done like what? 80, 88 episodes, 88. And now talk to me a little bit about how that experience may have motivated you to take on your next opportunity, which was? After Dr. Oz was um, doing, okay. (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. You've been all over, that's really what it is. So you really have to channel back. So I started, okay, so I went from Dr. Oz being on the show as someone who was an emotional eater. That's how I went on. I got mm-hmm. on as a as a person who actually was one of the people, you know, and then that morphed into, hey, you want to be an expert. Right. So I became an Oz expert. And then I started doing radio. So I and I like radio. Right. I love radio. Well well. I love radio. Um I started doing Sway and then the Breakfast Club. So mm-hmm. that was um I was able to, and that, that went back to, I don't have to be seen. I could be heard. So yes. I was like, felt so comfortable. Like, oh yeah, such as a, I was a shot about like me <laughs> and no. everybody was like, wow, you really come out of your shell on, um, on radio, on radio. And I loved radio. I actually loved radio to be honest with you. And I had to take classes. I had to take classes to, I want to say dummy down my accent because mm-hmm. I had a really strong, um, New York accent, even though I was raised in Jersey, mm-hmm. I had a really like aggressive, okay. like, you know, mm-hmm. mother, father, water. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I went to classes to get, you know, to neutralize my accent. Right. And then I actually went to classes to actually, to, to learn how to speak on, on screen because that was, that was a little, so um, radio and then, and then sports. Pretty much. So I think, am I missing something? I think that was more television. Cool. What about Fox? More right? television. Fox, yeah. Fox. Yeah. Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so a more a bigger platform. So I really, God has blessed me. He sure has. God yeah. has blessed me to put me in on national and worldwide platforms. Yep. So a lot of times, and I'm telling you, stop chasing the no. And I mean that by when people say no and people keep saying no, stop chasing it. Mm -hmm. It's time to go to something else. Mm -hmm. Because when the BETs and the Essence magazines and all of them said no, mm -hmm. and they were like, we don't want you, and the TV ones, and I'm just putting everybody on blast because I don't care. And you don't need to care, absolutely, because that's your story. And, that's and your when they when they said no, and when they said, and you know, when I wanted to be in Essence Music Fest and all of those things that where the people look like like this, yeah. and everybody was saying no, I um, I I kept chasing after the next one, the next yeah. one, the next one, and God kept saying, "I'm closing this door for a reason." I, I'm closing this door because I'm giving you Fox News Channel. Okay, you're not. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm. Let me make that disclaimer. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Trump supporter. But when I get on there, I'm talking about health, which is the common denominator for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about health and wellness yep. to people who are not even um, don't even look like me, don't even yep. sound like me. Um, maybe not even Christian. Maybe not even um, you know, not. Immigrants, you know, my family's from Trinidad. So people from Wisconsin and North Dakota and people are I'm getting so much mail about how um, my stories are touching people's lives in those mm -hmm. in those areas. So I'm like, well, God is using me in in ways that I didn't I never thought that he would use me. Mm -hmm. So in yeah, and arenas that I am not comfortable in and arenas right. that I don't want, you know, I didn't feel like um, I, I didn't feel that I fit in. I, I wanted to go where people looked like me, where people sounded like me, where yeah. I knew people. But sometimes it's okay to, to to go where the water is not lukewarm and go where it's freezing cold or really, really hot because that's what makes, that's what builds character. So one thing I like to talk about is like, how do you feel as a black woman, you know, making that crossover into the media industry, but most mm -hmm. importantly, as someone who is an advocate for health. So do you feel like they're accepting you now? Do you feel like, there's a bigger space for people like you. Like, how do you feel about being a black woman in this space? Well, I think, mm -hmm. I think black women have always, I think they'd rather hire a black woman than a black man. Mm, talk about it. Okay. So a lot of times we're non-threatening and mm -hmm. we're not, you know, we're not as threatening mm -hmm. to um, non-threatening and media mm -hmm. and that's why you see a lot of black women on in media I right. mean, it's, that's just what it is you know but um we have a lot to say and as a black woman i know that black women are number one in every single health disparity every single health issue black women are number one hiv aids hypertension obesity COVID-19, like mm -hmm. even now, like we, we are at the top of the list for everything. It just would make sense mm -hmm. that a black woman would be, with a black health professional would, um, right. that's female, would mm -hmm. be able to, um, to talk to it because we can talk to it. We right. can talk about it personally. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that. Um, so there's space. There is, oh, there's a lot okay, of space. Good. I don't really see anybody, let me see. Hmm. I don't really see anybody doing it. Okay. Not now. Mm -hmm. um, I see black nurses. So mm -hmm. um, maybe one or two, but not on the national, not no. on the national level. 
Um, but there's room, you know, it's not TikTok the dick, the game is locked. It's not like that at all. Mm -hmm. There is room, but, um, and maybe some people will get further than when, where I'm, where I'm getting, because, um, as you know, I don't put a hundred percent in everything. <laughs> it's all right. That's your truth. That's your truth. I don't, I really don't. All right. So if I, if I did, you'll be somewhere else. Yeah, it's but, all right. Um, it's okay. okay. So we're gonna do it a hundred percent real soon. So it's totally mm -hmm. fine. Um, so before we get into more skill-based conversations, mm -hmm. I want to kind of get a sense of for people who are listening, right? Who may be that, you know, I guess uh very linear track in healthcare, but they want to kind of expand what they can do in that space. How did you pitch yourself, right? Like, how do other people say, okay, you know what? Now that I know mm -hmm. that Nurse Noel said there's space for me. How do I begin creating a brand or start pitching myself to these radio stations or these online platforms or national TV to get seen, right? How do you kind of, how do you, how do you do that? How does that work? How did I, okay, so I had, um, I had publicists. I had um, two young ladies who were working at Hot 97 at the time and they were, they were like, we want to get into PR and you're going to be our first client. And I, so they helped me out a lot with um, not with getting gigs because I was I was always good at getting my own gig, but mm -hmm. just that the communication because you mm -hmm. know it's it's better when someone else speaks on your behalf yep. rather than you speak for yourself, and that's just what it is. Even yeah. if you even if you have your own email set at pr at such and such dot com mm -hmm. info at such and such dot com, that's your assistant at such and such dot com. They want to hear, you know, it just makes that much more. Um, it makes you more valid. It's more, yeah. you know, it gives you validity. And I'm just telling you that from personal experience, because when I go knocking on doors, um, well, now I knock on my own doors because now I'm knocking on executives doors. Yeah. I'm knocking on doors like the um, CEOs and COOs and those level. So I, I do approach those people because I feel like I'm actually, those are my peers. Right. So I'm able to speak to them. But when I was first starting out, you know, calling radio stations and calling um stations, it was um I'm sorry, what was the question? No, you're probably <laughs> you started off well, it's a totally fine. So basically just kind of getting a sense of for someone like yourself, right? For someone mm -hmm. who is a black woman or a young black man who is interested in kind of pitching themselves to be mm -hmm. on these stations, to be on these shows, how do you put yourself out there? So one is possibly getting a PR, right? That's okay. Getting a publicist, getting a um, getting a one sheet, uh -huh. getting a one sheet. So I had a one sheet, and I'm good at making doing pitches. I'm I, that I can do. Mm -hmm. so I, can, I can do a proposal in a second. I'm good mm -hmm. at that. Canva is your friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, you have to just know how to um, because I'm a writer, so I know how to make things in visual, make it visual. And if you can't go on Fiverr. F-I-B-E-R-R. Mm -hmm. No, they are not paying me to say this, but go on there and find somebody who will do it for you. It's true. And they will charge you and it won't even, probably won't, won't even add up to a hundred dollars. It wouldn't. So. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Now we can get into like the last quarter of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about skills, right? Ooh. What kind oh. of soft and hard skills should someone who considers themselves to be a health media personality have? So what kind of skills should these people be working on? Originality. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, like, I tell people I have no, like, I'm not poised at the camera. 
I'm being honest with you. So I'm not the, hi, my name is Nurse Noel. And it's not me. That, mm-hmm. that is not me. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, I remember we were at, we were in Chicago mm-hmm. and we were at, we were doing the activation for all NBA All-Star. Mm-hmm. And it was about two, I created a, an, an initiative called Two Point, Two Pointer CPR and the NBA has heart. So that was surrounding heart health. And my story is, hey, a few months ago, I had to do CPR on my mom. Yep. That was my, that was my, you know, my trying to, trying to explain to people that you're not going to, if you learn this skill, it's not only for the innocent bystander. It's not only for the person that drops down at the mall. It could be for your sister. So I think a lot of people were like, wow, we, we appreciate your transparency. And Mm -hmm. that was, um, that probably was, um, I said, so be you like, because if you take all these classes and you're like, you know, you learn how to, you know, you, you know, your angles, you know how to, you know, inflection. I think a lot of times people don't want to hear that with help. Mm-hmm. So nobody wants a poised and perfect health person. Because right. It's so personal. And yep. it's so, um, it's so personal. It's so personal and mm-hmm. it's not, everybody is, doesn't have the same experience. And I think the dope thing too, that you said, um, you mentioned transparency, but what could have also came out of that was relatability, right? Like you mm-hmm. made yourself someone who was very relatable, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I can see myself as Nurse Noel, right? That could be my cousin, that could be my sister. And she's talking to me as someone who is just breaking down the basics, right? A lot of times people go into a doctor's office and they're seeking mm-hmm. information, but they feel intimidated, right? Whether it be the nurse, whether it be the doctor, they feel like they're explaining it to you as if you're one of them. And the reality is, Health may not be right. their interest. Health may not be their career. So someone like yourself who is mm-hmm. so relatable and so like thoughtful, right? You're looking at them and you're saying, okay, I'm going to talk to that person as if they were my cousin, my little brother, my older sister, because I know that that's the way they needed to be broken down. So I feel like right. anybody who's listening, once again, transparency, relatability, right? Being able to break down tough information so that it's easily receptive for those who could care less. And to layman terms too. Mm-hmm. Name terms. It's true. Because, you know, I, I do know the, I was just talking to my cousin um, mm-hmm. this morning and I was talking to her about, um, cyto, um, thrombocytopenia, mm-hmm. which is, you know, platelet problems. And then I was talking to her about plasmapheresis and I was just like, wait a second. I was just having this conversation yesterday at work. So mm-hmm. I'm like transferring what I talked about at work to my cousin. And she's like, what? So, and then I had to realize that, okay, all right, Anthea, you have to, you have, Anthea the nurse has to talk like Nurse Noel. So yeah. Nurse Noel has, I mean, Ner- Noel the nurse has to become Nurse Noel. Right. And they're two different people. That mm-hmm. I, people don't understand that. Noel <laughs> the nurse uh-huh. is, she's a smart chick. <laughs> no, but she, <laughs> she's, she's, she's technical. She right. in, in five letter, in five syllable words. And she, that's what she does. But no, Nurse Noel, can break it down to um, the average person. I love that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my following question to that would kind of be, uh, now that we have a great sense of who you are as a health media individual, talk a little bit about your corporate health background and what you're doing behind the scenes that everybody can't see. Oh, so. That's the spicy stuff. Let's talk about it. <laughs> hey. Okay, so this, I, shout out to Mary Beth. Cassenza. Big shout out. Who is my business partner who decided mm-hmm. that, Anthea, you need to do 
other stuff. Yeah. Like outside of the media, outside of um, what's going on, because I, I like community health. So my degree, one of my other degrees in community health, but I started doing corporate health. So we got our, um, we started with, that's when the first time we went to a something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Worked for Publicis, um, the big company. What's this, the advertising company? Yeah, advertising. Company, um, and we did the breast cancer awareness mm -hmm. um, for their employees. We did a lunch and learn. Mm -hmm. And that was the first little taste that I got of corporate health. And I said, wow, this is, this is big. This is, yeah. so let's, let's move this over. So now we're doing corporate health in the basketball, um, the NBA. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're doing now, the NBA. Now, I want to chime in on that too, because see, Nurse Noel doesn't do a good job about bragging about herself. So I'm going to mm -hmm. do it for her, right? But the dopest part about kind of doing that breast awareness um, lunch and learn was just kind of seeing how overjoyed the women were to kind of get a sense of, you know, how to check their chest, right? how to like, you know, think about different ways to take care of themselves and always being aware of what they're putting in their body to protect themselves. So you're watching them engage in these activities and they're smiling, they're talking with her, they're engaging with her, like they're actually really excited. And you could tell they're mm. excited because she's not teaching it in these extravagant, luxurious, you know, medical terminology. She's breaking it down for them in ways that they actually can understand. And I know that we said that maybe like three or four times during this episode, but for someone who is a health professional who does want to get into this space, you really have to understand that nobody wants to be preached at. That's what Nurse Noel told y'all. They want mm -hmm. you all to talk to them level to level, right? Getting an understanding of what's really going on with me. And when they finally start understanding it and not feel like they're in biology class, it's like, whoa, okay, I can do that, right? Like, I don't have to be totally clueless. So that's what makes her work so meaningful is that she's giving control and power back to the actual individual without feeling they have to be in a hospital to get that empowerment. And she, once again, she's working with sports companies. Um, talk about even athletics in terms of like Nike and all those other brands. Oh, so, exactly. So Nike is one of our, um, is the partner for the female quotient. And now mm -hmm. we will be um, doing their corporate health also. Mm -hmm. and, um, Hopefully it'll morph into something bigger, mm -hmm. bigger some type of worldwide campaign. Right. My mouth to God's ears. But, okay. um, so, we'll about Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. We just got the Hawks and we're working with some other teams also. So we're excited about um, the NBA. The NBA is, I love basketball. So I'm a basketball fanatic hey. and I love it. But um, hopefully we can go on to the NFL and then to the MLB and the MLS, hopefully. Yeah. It's not, not hopefully it's gonna happen. Get out of here. Um, and just to kind of like get to the end of it, um, I want you to talk a little bit about why would corporate health or corporate wellness be so important, right? Like, why is it important that you're getting out there and working with your employees, the teams, the community, the fans? Like, why is that work imperative? So, with corporate health, with corporate health, you have employee burnout. Mm -hmm. You have um, people. You have a revolving door. People, want, mm -hmm. people are leaving, people are coming in. It's like, you know, they can't feel, you know, keep the position filled. Um, so it's about consume, um, employee and consumer retention. Yep. It's mm -hmm. about um, employee and consumer satisfaction. Yep. And you feel like they're giving, that you are in, the company is investing something in them. And it's like, you know, it's some type of reciprocity. We're giving to you, We're inve I'm investing as an employee and as a consumer in the company. And the company is um, doing the same. It's following suit. So a lot of time, you know, and it it causes, you know, um, 
higher productivity. It's like, you know, all these different studies have shown that um, corporate health and wellness programs, they definitely um, are beneficial to the corporation and save money. Exactly. So for all of you who are listening, who feel like, damn, yo, my job is getting so much out of me. This work is actually for you, right? It's more mm -hmm. than just about your health plan or your dental plan. It's a matter of strategizing with these companies to get a better sense of how can we care for you at work so that you're producing better work in the office and outside of the office. Mm -hmm. So make sure y'all staying in tune with that because whether it's being on screen or being behind the screen, this may be the same work that you want to do. So anyway, so there's Noel. This was good chat. This was good talk. I do have one more question for you because I feel like everybody needs the answer to this. And that is, how does someone develop mentorship in this space, right? Once again, bringing this, this merge back together. How do they seek opportunities, find mentorship? How's that happening? That's hard. Yep, literally. And before you even answer, I must honestly say that Nurse Noel was probably like the first or second woman who I even seen in this space. So that's a okay. question for myself and for everybody. Whew. Mm. All right. So it's difficult because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't want to um, reach back and give back. Yep. Right. Especially when you're, in, and it's hard to reach back and give back when you're not, when you don't feel like you're on the position in the position that you should be in or mm. at the, at the space that you want to be in. So mm -hmm. I'm not at the level of a Dr. Oz. I'm still trying. I'm still struggling. I'm still like on, you know, trying. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what, who am I mentoring? And I'm still struggling. Like, what is that about? But with that said, <laughs> um, I think that you just go up to, you, you ask, Yep. you ask, that's it. Like yep. you just go up to like, people are, people, they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. They sure will. Jaleesa came up to me. I sure did. And I was like, who is this little girl? No, Absolutely. No, no, no. I was happy. I was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand, a lot of people, um, it's easier to talk to people in certain settings. Yes. Where guards are let down. And I'm just, I, I'm going to elaborate on that because I don't want to like speak in Morris code or anything. If you speak, if I see, if you see me at a party and you come up to me and I'm dropping it like it's hot. And you're like, hey, girl, I want to talk to you about, I saw you on Dr. Oz on the <laughs> She's like, no, I'm trying to drop it like it's hot and you're bothering me right now. Or, but if you see me at a, an, a symposium that I'm doing or a panel that I'm doing, if you see me at like, an event that I'm doing with the female coaching or something and you come up to me and I probably be like, okay, I, because my guards are let down in that certain space. Right. And that's with anybody. Right. That's with anybody. Like if you see a celebrity on the red carpet and you're talking to them, it's different than when you see them at a restaurant and you're like, Hey, can I talk? They'll look at you like, really? Mm -hmm. so it, I think it's the environment that you have to, you have to do a lot of research and you have right. to try to network and go into these places where you feel that, people are going to be a little more receptive to what you have to, what you have to say, not what you have to offer because what, what you want them to offer. Right. So okay. I think um, just to ask and sometimes, um, and it's okay to have more than one. Mm -hmm. person. I, have, um, I have a business mentor. I have a medical, uh, a nursing mentor. I have um, a person who helps me with confidence. I have a person who helps me with, I just picked up a new mentor. Like, it's, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I just picked her up. I'm like, you're my mentor now. 
And I'm so happy you said that because people always think that not only should they have one mentor, but they always mm -hmm. feel like the mentor should be for one thing. And the reality is there's so many different facets to who you are that you honestly want a mentor in different aspects of your life. Once again, mm -hmm. you mentioned someone who's probably in the health and medical space, someone who's good at business, someone who can help you build confidence. Like you really need a mentor or somebody in your life who can help you develop yourself in all those different ways. Mm -hmm. I think that was great advice. So now that we're reaching the end, is there anything that you want to tell the audience before we close it in? Um, <laughs> if you do it for the money, you're going to be disappointed. Very. Because you might not get, you. your intentions are not noble and they're not, um, forthcoming. So you, you should do it for the love, especially with health and wellness. You do even though health and wellness is a big business, it is. People are like, you know, hospitals make money. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. But if you as a health professional do it for the money or for the fame or the notoriety, you're not going to get um people are going to see past that and they're going to see yep. they they're going to see right through you. Yep. I promise you. They're going to see it. They're going to be like, she's whack. Mm -hmm. she's she's whack or he's whack. He wants to do it. You know, he's, he just wants money. And that's not the person that you want to be in. That's not the person that you want to, especially in the health and wellness space. Now, if it's something else, that's fine. That's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling pies or I'm selling cake. That's fine. You want to do it for money, but something like for helping people, it shouldn't be monetized. I don't think so. Um, and I think if, you know, when God sees that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, um, the blessings, they gonna come. They they come. They come. Yep. Thank you for that advice. So once again, everybody, there you had it. Nurse Noel. Um, Nurse Noel, if you could tell them where to find you on social media, where would that be? Uh, Nurse Noel at Nurse Noel underscore. Mm -hmm. That's my my IG. Um, I post sometimes. <laughs> awesome. And if anything, there'll be more information. Um in the description below this episode. Okay. So once again, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning in to our third episode. Stay tuned for the fourth and we have more great things to come. All right, everyone. So we'll see you. <laughs>